And it's moving. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my fellow Floridian Mickey Dude commentator, Michael Fernandez. Bright suns, everybody. Bright suns, Michael. Bright suns. And before we get into our show, let's uh, talk a bit about our sponsors. So, Michael, you just uh, stayed at um, Disney on DVC Points, I understand, right? Yeah, we just stayed over at Jumbo House. Oh, really? Yeah, we stayed over at Jumbo House, fell in love with Jumbo House. What did you do? Did you rent them or something? Uh, no, we used we used our points. Oh, you you are you are a DVC member. I forgot about yes. that. Yeah, yes. yeah, we, we we used our points and um, fell in love with Jumbo House so much that we've been uh, looking into uh, resale over at Jumbo House, so that you can get some extra points on your contract. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's a great resort over there, Jumbo House, and uh, really good people to work with is our friends over at DVC Resale Market. They got all the listings I need for my DVC resale. I can use it by my use here, everything like that. So they make it easy. And uh, making it easy to find more points over at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. You know what one of my favorite things to do at Animal Kingdom Lodge is? And what's that, Dave? Well, in the morning, uh, while uh, looking over at the Savannah, if there's not cast members power washing rocks, I like to kind of just sit on the balcony and just uh, sup, suck down a nice uh, cup of Joffrey's coffee. Oh, yeah. Did and plenty of that this weekend. They got those K-cups out there um, in every hotel room. It's just really convenient. Their donut shop blend is absolutely amazing. Uh, my personal favorite is their Jamaican Me Crazy, but they have some amazing uh, flavors that are deemed to resorts also. Yeah, don't they do the, the Kenyan coffee over at Sanaa? Yes, they do. Oh my god, that fresh uh, that fresh French press was so darn good. They also have a Jico blend. Oh, I Jico's next on the list. So we did Sanaa, we gotta do Jico and Boma next. Oh, you haven't been to them yet? Haven't been, I mean, I walked around, but I have not been to Boma, I have not been to Jico. Okay, well, definitely, when you go over to Jico, make sure you have what, one of their uh, signature coffees over there because the Jico blend is amazing. Oh, I got to definitely try that out. So why did you take a little trip to uh, Walt Disney World this time around? Well, one, I had to take my wife out uh, for her birthday. Okay. So we're celebrating her birthday out there at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it just happened that we found a room about 35 days out. And it happened to be the second day after Star Wars Rise of the Resistance opened. So that's a good reason to uh, shoehorn that trip in. So we were able to do, well, planning and setting up to do Rise of the Resistance when we got over there. So you did it when? Last Friday? I did it on Friday. Okay. Yep. 
I actually got to experience Rise of the Resistance this past Saturday. Oh, so fairly close together. Yes. So Michael and I thought today we would talk about our experiences. We're going to be having spoilers in this show, ladies and gentlemen. So we will give you the courtesy and let you know when the spoilers are going to start. We're going to do the non-spoiler version at the beginning. But if you want to be completely surprised by this, as I was, because I went into this ride knowing nothing. Same, um, same here. What I ask you to do is just uh, turn us off at a certain point, but we'll let, we'll let you know when we get to that. For sure. All right, so Michael, let's talk about uh, entering the park. What time? What time were you in line to get into the park? Well, this gets where it gets kind of interesting. So our reservation for our hotel starts on Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, my my wife's brother, so my brother in law, obviously. Uh, lives in Orlando about 20 minutes behind the Magic Kingdom over at Windermere. Uh, so we're like, all right, let's drive up Thursday. We'll stay with your brother. We'll see our nieces and nephew, and then we'll wake up early. Uh, we did not for, – we forgot to turn off of our work alarms, and our work alarms are fairly early in the morning, but thank God we had those on. So we woke up around 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, we started to make our way over to – Hollywood Studios. Um, And I thought the park was going to be closed and there would be a line out to the gondolas and I would have to wait out there. The park was open by 7, well, by 6.30 in the morning. And I got to the park around like 6.45. So I would say I got to the park within like the first 20 minutes of it being open. So I didn't really wait in a line to get in. I scanned in and... uh, do we want to, want to talk about the the boarding pass process, or do you want to? We'll wait? talk. We'll talk about that in a second because I had a uh, less than ideal experience getting into the parks because uh, I had to pick a friend up that was working an overnight on Disney property who was getting out at six a.m. So I was up at five a.m. getting myself ready to just drive down the road to. Picked this individual up at 6 to mm-hmm. get over there. And by the time we got over there, once you passed, uh, the, secu- once you passed the security uh, tables, there was this huge line waiting to get in. And okay. we, were somewhere at the, we were somewhere in the middle of that as other people started to file in. But then once they actually started letting people in at 6.30... There's a construction wall that people pass by and they can funnel out to the sides. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, being that early in, we turn around and we find ourselves because we're, we're kind of more over to the left and the construction wall was on the right. We found okay. ourselves as the last people in line after getting oh, there about an hour ahead of en- entry. We were not happy. So we finally get in and that's when... Uh, we start to we start to deal with a uh, debacle on the boarding process. So, Michael, why don't we tell our listeners how these boarding passes work? Because there's actually no line for a Rise of the Resistance. It's a virtual queue. Now, you do end up waiting in line at certain times, but let's. Uh, Michael, can you really elaborate on this, please? Yeah. So, uh, I believe it was Thursday when the when the attraction first opened. Uh, I think everybody in the Disney community uh, 
kind of went onto Twitter and went onto the My Disney Experience app because they wanted to see the wait time. And I think around like 7 a.m. I found out that there was no wait time because there was no line. There is no queue. There's a virtual queue that you have to get in line with a, with a virtual boarding pass. Kind of how they started off with the land. Uh, and that is where you need to scan into the park. And once you scan into the park, you get your place in line. And it holds your place in line to whatever time your group gets called up. Uh, for instance, I got in at 6.45, 7 o'clock, and I was in group 46. So you want to get there early so you can get an early boarding pass. But the best thing about the boarding pass that I think is that you don't have to wait in line and you can do other things. You can even leave the park. You can scan into another park. It doesn't mess it up. The only thing I don't know is that if you can make other fast passes. Yes, so, you can. Okay, so you can't. I mean, well, yeah, I did have fast passes for Magic Kingdom that day, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, we had so, three existing fast passes at the studios, but continue. Yeah, so you, you can really do whatever you want. I mean, uh, 46, uh, it was a later... I thought it was a low number once I got in. I was like, yes, I got 46 is a low number. And then as I see, it was taking forever for the board. So they on the app, they'll show you what boarding group is boarding. And, um, it, you know, usually it'll be like one through 10 at eight o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden it starts going one group at a time. And then that's when it starts taking forever. And, and then your groups go to 100 is my understanding. 100. OK, so I was pretty late in the game. Jeez. I didn't even know it went that high. Well, there's been an issue with that, but continue. Yeah, uh, I. So when I got my boarding group, uh, my I think it changes the dynamic of how we do Hollywood Studios as like as vacationers or however you want to do Hollywood Studios. Um, if you get there early enough and you get like a midday boarding pass, which you don't know what time your boarding pass is, that's what kind of stinks. You just have to like play it by ear. Um, you get to do the entire park. I mean, I wrote, uh, everything was a walk-on when I got there. Slinky dog tower, everything was a walk-on. We could do everything before the park even opened, but that's if they keep opening the park at this time, because it's opening at six o'clock in the morning. It's, I don't think it's going to do that for much longer. I think it's going to probably start shifting to regular times. Once we get to like past winter break, it's still officially opening at nine. As yeah, the, but they are uh, unofficially opening the gates at six, at six thirty at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, that will. I guess as long as there's going to be a need for it. I mean, they did extend. They did extend hours, morning wise, so far. So, and, and uh, the good thing about the boarding pass too is that once they call your group, you don't have to really rush. To the ride, they give you. Um, I think the 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 it's like two hours. Yes, it's a two hour uh, return time. The, that gives you about two hours. Um, I mean, I think I can go into like details about how our day kind of went. Uh, we kind of almost gave up on the ride. Uh, we got group forty six. Uh, so we rode tower and we we were like, all right, let's go ride the gondolas and we'll see what time it is. By the time we finished the gondola routes. It was still on group 27, and it was like 12 o'clock, almost 11 o'clock in the afternoon. So we're like, all right, let's go check into our hotel, and we'll go hang out there for a little bit. And then, meanwhile, we had a 
reservation for Sanaa at like 250. And we're like, okay, so I don't know if this is going to happen. By by 2 o'clock, we're seeing that like it finally got to group 30. And, and we're, we're starting to freak out because we're like, oh, we're not going to get on this ride. So I kept myself in line just to see how long it would take to get like to where I need to be. But um, the ride also broke down. I would call it a ride, I, the attraction, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the attraction broke down that day early in the morning. So that's what took it so long. Um, so we were also dealing with a time constraint because we were doing Very Merry that night. And I was like, I, I'm for something that I have an annual pass for, I can't miss Very Merry because I paid out of pocket for it. So it's now it's you're dealing with a crunch time on our end. And then all of a sudden around like three o'clock, well, I want to say like two o'clock, it, t- it jumped from like group 35 to 46. And I was just like, our boarding pass is ready. And we ended up canceling our reservation at Sanaa and taking a lift back to the park to get there the quickest way possible. And we, that's how we got on the ride. That's, that's, that was our process with the boarding pass. I mean, we got, we got to relax. We weren't stressing it out or anything. We were hanging out by the pool, playing some ping pong, uh, playing some uh, pool. And it, it was great. We had a good time. And then all of a sudden our boarding pass came on. I mean, we changed our reservation, but you know, I think it was worth it. I think it was worth that whole process. Okay, well, I'm glad you had a very nice, stressful, a stress-free day. <laughs> yeah. Because mine was not that way at all. Oh gosh! So we, we get the polar opposites oh, here. Oh yeah. Because we get into the park, and now, first off, if you're trying to get um, boarding passes, make sure that anybody in your party that you're with, you're connected to on My Disney Experience. Some of the people that I was with, I was not, but we knew that we. Um, we had to be, so we we quickly the night before friended each other and set everything up. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, we get into the park and we're set, everybody's trying to connect, and so once we get in, we're all trying to connect. And my a friend of mine got in first, and he's like, "Dave, they're telling they're telling me on the app that you're not in the park yet." Meanwhile, I had already scanned my manage, magic band. We're sta- we're standing on. Uh, not was uh Hollywood Boulevard or the Buena Vista Street and yeah so we're we're in the park where we've passed guest relations now we're by the shops I'm obviously in the park and they keep on trying to set it up and it and I'm trying to do it on my own and no matter what everybody else is in the park but the app is stopping and saying not so fast Dave Koch is not in the park so oh, I'm getting really annoyed because now first we were there an hour beforehand in the middle of the crowd, and then all of a sudden we found ourselves in the back of the line. Then I get in, and it's telling me I'm not in the park. I'm a phantom. So then on top of that, everybody's like, Dave, we love you, but kiss off. And they decided to set up, and they took me off the reservation and got their boarding groups, and they're like, Dave, try to get your own. And I had to play around with it, reboot the app. And once I rebooted the app, all of a sudden, I was in the park, oh, and they got okay. they got boarding group forty one, and I got boarding group forty five. Okay, I was livid. No, so, yeah, I would have been. Yeah. I would have been like, see, my that's, and I hear that story a lot that the people are scanning in, and it's not working for them until they walk a little bit down the park. I scanned in and I was able to get a boarding pass as like as my thing is turning green, I got a 
boarding pass. I get that sometimes on my on my fast pass days if I'm booking sixty days out or even just on a regular day, I'll try to log into my fast pass and I'll say, uh, "Does everybody have tickets?" And it says that I don't have a ticket. Meanwhile, I have an annual pass. It's linked on there. The annual yeah. pass is not going to expire until October, and yet it's still telling me that I don't have a ticket. I've missed See, a couple of times, like at th- the three o'clock, the three o'clock jump to try to get a flight of passage. It yeah, wouldn't let me it, in because it's telling me I don't have a ticket. Exactly, and uh, and the whole ticketing thing has been a problem for a while because my parents, they both have annual passes, and their magic bands somehow every single time they get to the park, their magic bands, their accounts get swapped. So I can't imagine like their process for this ride is going to be like. Uh, get there even earlier like that's gonna be that's gonna be a process and it's been a it's been a problem for 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 a couple years now and and we've told guest relations and every single time it happens yeah i mean i had it where uh i had friends getting my emails from disney uh emails to them with my name on it and uh they were also getting my Mickey monitor sent to their house when they lived in another state because we happened, yeah, to have a st- happened to have a trip together at one point and we were connected on my Disney experience. A friend of mine was in the park and pre-ordered food and for some and for some reason, and I don't know how this one happened, but uh, my credit card was attached to his My Disney experience. Now, we never even stayed in a room together or Jeez. anything. It was just, uh, we were just friends on my Disney experience. And then all of a sudden he's looking down and he's seeing the card that got charged and he's messaging everybody saying, who has a card with these last four digits? For some reason, all of his food that was ordered at uh, Aloha Isle and Casey's Corner was charged to my account. My credit card account. See, like, I, I, I love the, I'm loving the virtual queue. I think it's awesome. I mean... It sucks that you have to get there early, but I I, I I see the potential. I see the future. But if if we can't get the darn app to work or my Disney experience to work, then then what's the point in all this? You know, and and I and I am a big proponent of it. I'm like, yo, the virtual queue is really cool, man. Like, I mean, just because my experience was so stress free and and a lot of people I've talked to like that day, that Friday went a lot better than the, the, the Thursday. The Thursday was a mess. And Saturday, I figured I'm not going to try to do Rise on Saturday because it's a Saturday. I figured on Friday there's going to be a lot of people at work and it, it's going to be a mess. But if you're going in the next like month, enjoy that park at like 7 o'clock in the morning oh, yeah. where everything is open and nobody's in there. It's It was such a cool experience. See, I got to do that after throwing my tantrum because I was – as I said, livid. And oh, then I would on have been top too. of that, they're all like, Dave, we love you, but kiss off. So they ended up setting it up and dropping me at that point. So now I'm like ready I'm like ready to like fight at Bum this rush point. Somebody. Yeah. And meanwhile, my friend who's a cast member is like, relax. He's like he's like, Come here. Like we're gonna we're, we're gonna go to a guest experience uh person so one of the blue umbrellas and we'll tell him the situation and everything and sure enough when i showed him i had 45 and i told him and he told he was telling him hey we all came into the park together and it kept on saying that 
he didn't have a boarding group and he had to reboot. We were trying to get as quickly in and he wasn't in our board. Can we just add him to our boarding group? They're like, yeah, hold on. Let me let me tap your magic band. So they tapped it to their uh, iPads or whatever they use. And they were able to change my boarding group from 45 to 41 to be with my friends. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so then after that, you you got to enjoy like an yeah. empty Hollywood studios, yes. which is just fantastic. Because I don't remember the last time that that park was so flowing, and like was I was able to walk everywhere, and it wasn't shoulder to shoulder. I feel like that park is always shoulder to shoulder, even if the wait times are low. And it was just an awesome moment. Like I got California vibes because when we went to California, this. This past summer, it was super empty because like nobody was going to Galaxy's Edge, and walking through Galaxy's Edge, it was completely empty. It was amazing. It was just such a good experience. Nice. Yeah, and then your boarding group gets called. What time did your boarding group okay, get called? So by the way, I was also run working under a time constraint because at two thirty, uh, my group had to be at SeaWorld for a backstage tour that we were doing. That we okay. had set up for, and we were tr- we we had decided that um, if anything, because we wanted to get there a little early, because we needed time to check in, uh, we were going to cut off at we were going to see where we were at twelve, and then after that, leave by twelve thirty. Okay. So, it got to about boarding group twenty seven, and then the ride went down. Oh gosh! And then it was they started calling groups one by one, and then twelve. Yeah, that's what came, happened with us. They were at 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 twelve o'clock. They were at twenty eight to thirty nine. Yes, that was a similar like uh, time frame that I was in as well. I don't know if you remember. I was I was emailing you guys, well, texting you guys back and forth. Uh, they're still on twenty nine. They're still on twenty nine. I can't. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. Well, we had we were fastly hitting up with our twelve thirty deadline, and we decided a couple of us decided all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna give it to twelve forty five if that's the case. Otherwise, we're 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 done. We're coming back. Problem with that was one of our uh, friends that we were with was a cast was a cast member who was blocked out of the park. He ended up using one of his comps that he didn't end up using this year. That was going to expire on the that exp, that expires on the fourteenth of December anyway. So the fact that he had to use a comp anyway and everything, if we were going to go back, he wouldn't be able to come back with us for months. So yeah, we had we had quite the conundrum at this. So at twelve forty, all of a sudden they call group forty. And we're like, do we go? You know, we paid for the tour at SeaWorld. This was just like, uh, we we were just we were just like really like struggling with it. Twelve forty five came and we're like, you know what? I guess we did say we're gonna have to leave. We're gonna leave at the at the second the clock struck twelve forty five. They called our boarding group. Okay, and so we, you get what you guys were group forty one. Forty one, yeah. Okay. So we literally went right in, and the nice thing about the nice thing about ours was um, we didn't have to wait on the line because we were with somebody that was um, logging in with their DAS. And okay, the way that we found out the way we because we figured this 
we figured with DAS, we can just, now that they called our, uh, called our boarding group, we would just go over to DAS. Um, he would he, and he would ask for a return time, thinking that, okay, well, they called the boarding group. They'll go at the, how long the line, because there's still a line after they call you, call you yeah. in. So we were figuring they would give us a return time, and usually with any, any DAS, after that return time, you can return at any time during the day. So we thought, mm-hmm. okay, we'll just return. We'll just return back after we finish our tour at SeaWorld. We had plans to continue on to Bush Gardens for Christmas Town that night, but like, well, we'll just come back. We have to come back this way anyway, so we'll just go over to back to Disney, back to the studios, ride the attraction, and then continue on to um, Bush Gardens, the ultimate park hop. Yes, this was uh, definitely a this was a full day of park hopping. Yeah. Well, so we get over there and we find out that for DAS they are not giving return times. They they are just taking you through what is going to eventually be the fast pass queue and they're mm-hmm. just putting you right up onto onto the line. So when my uh, friend asked to uh use a DAS due to his uh back injury, uh they basically just said follow us. They scanned them to make sure that he had a DAS that and we were that we were all registered under his, and we just went straight up right into the first cave, and we were the next ones on the ride. Oh, sweet! Yeah, so it was yeah. by. So it's an eighteen. It's an eighteen minute. Uh, it was an eighteen minute attraction, an eighteen minute experience. We were walking out of the park at one thirty, and we made our two thirty tour at SeaWorld. Okay, so I loaded around like. 2.30. Uh, no, 2 o'clock. Our, our group called called at like 1.30. So I'm starting to see some trends. Like the 40s are usually being called from 12 to 2. Like, I mean, you can't really judge by that because of like breakdowns. Mm-hmm. But I, I I've, have noticed a trend that like if you're in the 40s, you know, you're going to be around like 12 to 2 or, or 12 to 3. Like you can judge for that three hour window. Because if yours was at twelve thirty, uh, and I know a couple other people that had groups of forty and they got on at like one thirty. So it, it it's starting to have some trends to it. They're start I'm starting to see some trends. Good to know. So you you didn't have to wait the line at all? No, we did not. Okay, um, so I'll go in a little detail about that. I mean, it's only like twenty to twenty-five to thirty minutes once you, and that's if they don't call like a bunch of groups. Um, it's like a twenty-five to thirty-minute wait in like a regular queue. The queue itself is nothing special. It's uh, nothing out of this world. Uh, it's not until you get to that first pre-show that where everything starts getting really crazy. But yeah, twenty-five to thirty minutes you can estimate for after that. Excellent. All right, so should we start to go into some spoilers now? Uh, uh, how about a little non-spoiler reaction? What do, What do you think? Like uh, something you can say that wouldn't give too much away. Hmm. Let's see. I would say that you're basically this ride is full immersion where you feel like you're in the movie. 
in okay. more ways than just actually being loaded onto a transport vehicle and riding the ride. It's from the second you step into the queue, you are in the movie. Yeah, and and it's it's like I I equate it to like whenever you watch one of those big time movies and you and you get out of that movie and you get this like oh my god this was the greatest movie ever and then you start to think about it like two three days after you're like oh maybe it wasn't that good for me this attraction hasn't had that effect it hasn't died out i i i want everything to consume with this like it's it's was the most star wars thing that they could have done uh to the point where we walked past star tours it was a five minute wait and my wife goes do you want to ride star tours and i was like no i do never want to ride star tours again it was that's that's how i feel about it it's just it puts you into the star wars story yeah but you got to realize something about star tours now they're ending in black spire and the thing is the thing is that's that's all when we you get out of when you get out onto the streets of america that's mm-hmm. all hologram now. That's basically that's basically uh, there to welcome alien travelers to make them feel like they're at home before walking into the Black Spire yeah. outpost because that's almost well, it's almost like intergalactic customs. Now the the problem with the the I've seen the Black Spire ending, but I haven't gotten it every time. I've only gotten it once in the last four times, so like I feel like start like like fully doing it, like fully putting that ending. Cause I, I mean, I remember when the land was about to open, I was like, Oh, star tours is going to die. And then I was having that conversation. They did that ending. And I was like, Oh, maybe they can fit it in. Uh, but I haven't got that ending in like three or four rides. So it's like, I don't know. There's just something about star tours. It's like lately it's been, uh, it's been like I've been thinking differently about it than I used to. I used to love Star Tours, and it's just like, oh, you know, like we have this, we have this land that's immersed in story. We have a a new attraction that actually has a timeline within the movies. This it takes place in between Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker. It, it takes place smack dab in the middle. So, and you also I, have a whole connection with the Solo movie because. Solo's going after Calaxium. Exactly. And Landau Carissian is talking about how fast uh, the Millennium Falcon can make it to Black Spire. And then also, like, who knows what they could do with Mandalorian and, and Obi-Wan. They, Black Spire and Batu could be could be a stop. And um, the problem is with Star Tours is that you jump around in the story too much and then you suddenly you get to... You get to Batu and you're like, where's the, you know, where's the story going? And I love Star Tours, and it's not like a not like a knock against Star Tours. It's still a great attraction, but maybe like a cohesive star, story that that fits or something. I don't know. I I, I don't know what the, the solution is. You know, maybe I've been watching too much Imagineer story. I, I don't know. All right. But I'm ready to get I'm ready to dive into some spoilers. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want any spoilers, turn off the show now. Thank you for listening. Have a magical week. Listen back after you ride the attraction. Come find us again. Yeah. Cuz and see if our reactions are just like yours.
in and I called it right from the beginning. Now, I was with somebody who got to ride it prior as a, mm-hmm. um, not a cast member preview, but on, on, under a, uh, got to experience it as a uh, third party uh, preview because they have to be able to know the whole attraction to, because uh, they're, gotcha. part, they're part of, uh, they're, they're part of uh, the governing body and they need to kind of just this person has walked the attraction many times while it was being built and had to uh, a couple times sign off on paperwork that might have delayed its opening at times because it needed some vi- uh, vital uh, fire safety. So, Got it. And as I walked in, I looked at, I looked at my uh, friend and asked hologram and he just pretended I didn't. I'm like, there's gonna be a hologram there. I'm like, I'm like, tell me now. He's like, just watch. He's like, just watch the show. And oh, sure yeah. enough, a hologram came up, and I had this huge goofy smile on my face when I saw a hologram of Ray. As I said, just in the movie, it was, it was like the first time you're seeing Leia with the help me Obi Wan Kenobi oh, my only yep. help. It was just, it was that moment of childhood right there. I think that moment, like the BB-8, like I, you can't like, like not knock the B, the BB-8 is great. But once that hologram comes on, uh, my jaw dropped and it stayed like that for the rest of the, like the rest of the attraction. Um, uh, I saw that and I'm like, I think the first question I was like, they, they didn't just do this. Like, this is not real. Like, this is like, there's a screen. Is there a screen beat in front of me? Is this all fake? Like, I, I could not. Like, that was, I was in awe in that part. I'm waiting, just... for, I'm waiting for the chessboard on, uh, on uh, Smuggler's Run to start working now. that we know, we know that Disney can do holograms. I will never leave that room, ever. <laughs> I won't go on the attraction. I mean, I, I love the I love Smuggler's Run, but I would not go if that hologram chessboard happens. I'll just stare at it, just like if if they told me, uh, like one time, a couple of times, I've been stuck in the pre-show for for Avatar, uh, for Flight of Passage. If they told me I can get stuck in this pre-show, oh my god, I would just watch it just the whole time, in awe. And and then. Uh, and then the doors open. Yeah, and then you hurried out into uh, the uh, an outside area, which was which was kind of shocking. I got I got I kind of like got a, a, a like a mild like anxiety attack. I was just like, um, are, are we really being evacuated right now? <laughs> like they're they're trying to rush, like go 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 go. And I was like, oh my gosh. And you're you're running so fast, and on your on your right hand side is Pose X Wing, and it's. It's just like sitting there, and inside the cockpit is is Poe, and it's moving. It, it was it's crazy, it's crazy. It, it, you line up uh, outside the doors of a transport, and the turbine starts spinning. And it, oh gosh, when the turbine, I, I think the everything just started like to awe me at what they were doing. Then the doors open. Oh yeah, the doors open. 
and you're loaded onto the transport and then the transport they tell you to hold on and the, you think you're actually on the ride because the transport takes off and you're actually you haven't even got near the ride yet and oh yep now did you just look straight ahead or did you look back back behind you I, I I didn't look back behind me, but I watched a ride through later on to see what was behind me because I was looking, I, I was just so impressed with that back, uh, Lieutenant back animatronic mm -hmm. and, and the fact that when, uh, nine nub, uh, turned his head, he also turned his head on the screen. It was a very small detail, but I noticed that I was like the animatronic and the screen are doing the same exact thing. And, and it's like it, it was all synced up. I was so just in awe with that little storyline going on in front of me. Now, if you were to turn back, you would have saw yourself flying out of Black Spire and Black Spire getting uh, further and further away. Oh, so cool. Which I just I was looking both ways. And I just again, uh, by the end of this, uh, my jaw ached from smiling so much because you know me with my uh, chronic RBF. Yeah, I think they could have stopped the attraction here. Yeah. And I would have been totally satisfied. I would have been like, okay, this is Star Wars. This is great. Uh, and then you got like a dog fight. Did you see a dog fight in front of you? Yeah. Which is awesome. You're actually part of the dog fight. Um, it, it's uh, someone explained to me how the room works. And I, I really don't want to spoil that for anything, but it's actually really cool. If you ever want to like look it up, look it up. It's a really cool, like, um, effect not effect but whatever they use to do it it's it's actually honestly super simple but super cool um now this is not and, the first time they've done this though well not well Disney, no it's yes, not. but uh it, this has been used there was a really cool attraction in las vegas that was uh, themed to star trek the next generation that mm -hmm. i got to experience one time and i grew up i grew up loving star trek also and basically this same type of uh, technology was used to kind of move you from scene to scene of a very immersive attraction. The only difference between the Star Trek attraction and uh, this and this one now, um, aside from the, aside from the two different intellectual properties, is uh, the Star Trek one was just done with all actors. That was the extent of the ride. There was no other uh, there was no other moving components. It was just all stages. This mm -hmm. you haven't even got to the actual ride portion yeah. of the of, of the. Uh... And I felt like the biggest idiot when I'm standing in front of one door and I'm like, I know Disney. This is door is gonna open and I'm gonna be the first in line. And then I turn around and the other door is open, and standing at the door is a first order um, officer. And, and why is like, that? Because we were cat. We were captured by the you're captured by the first order. Yes. You're tracked. You're put into a tractor beam because you're trying to escape. You're trying to get to a. You're trying to get to the new rebel base, which was uh, resistance base, which is in uh, Bakar, but Batar. Um, and before I go more into detail, if the rebel resistant base in the new movie is in Batar, this is the greatest move. This is the greatest attraction ever because it's all linked up perfectly. You know, if that's how the movie starts, I'll be so happy. And uh, the you know you get captured by the first order and, and a double tractor beam actually because it's between two star star cruisers. Yeah, and the, uh, and then you're you're inside you're inside the hangar and the the doors open to probably one of the most like jaw dropping 
Disney moments ever, in my opinion. Uh, you're you're in the hangar of a star destroyer, which was so freaking cool. That's and I think place. like, and everybody just had the same uh, reaction. Everybody was dead silent, like dead silent. Like it, it was like people were like nervous, scared, and all. Like it was it was insane. And your first order troops are ordering you out because you are now their prisoners and they are setting you up for processing by putting you into lines. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything is pristine. Yes. And beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they are not the not the kindest of uh, captors. No, there's not. Uh, some of the some of the the first order officers, if you ever see them, some of them don't look fit like they passed the academy. But you know, that's to each their own. Uh, I've seen a couple of the first order uh, officers. And I'm like, I can outrun you. I'll I make it out that too. I can. You, you don't. There's a couple of them that, but some of them did such a good job. And I think these cast members are having so much fun with this attraction. Okay, so my only worry about this is later on when Disney is running at a lower capacity, I'm worrying mm-hmm. that they're going to uh, basically sacrifice show to just funnel people in and that they're going to make this a shorter attraction in that way. And that kind of scares me because yeah. this is so spot on and so point on now that, you know... We start to really enjoy something, and then eventually Disney cuts corners. It, it, all it takes, honestly, is one of the one family that doesn't really understand what's going on to just be like, start complaining. Oh, and you know what? That's already that's already going to happen. Um, yeah. And I think that if I was a plaid, my response would be, "Well, ma'am, you are a prisoner. You have to play by yeah. their rules." You know, uh, I mean. You're 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 immersed into the story, and you have to play along. You have to have some sort of like play with it, even if you don't like Star Wars. I, I think people that don't like Star Wars can still enjoy this attraction. Yes, because there's so it's so immersive and and it's fun, and and the cast members are having so much fun. And um, try play with the buttons. Play with the button. That's all I'm going to tell you. Play with the buttons. I didn't know you could when, play with the buttons. Uh, there's okay. So there's when you they line you up right before they split you off into. Uh, uh, then you see another set of animatronics. This is like an animatronic like, like like there's so many. Of them. Oh yes, now I realize what happened because someone got out of line and they got yelled at and things started to happen and they got yelled. Yeah, now I yeah. realize that that guy knew to play with the buttons. Yep, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't just go play with the buttons. And there's some buttons on the side of the wall. Um play with those too. Just 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 play with them. Like it's it's so much fun to see the reactions that you get from the cast members and uh and then probably uh what comes next is they split you off. Yes. They split you, you split by off. they split each prison group by color. Four and four. Yes. Oh uh, well and those will be uh, your cell blocks. Each uh, each group is a, a group of sixteen uh, because you got four 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 four. Uh, there's 
two cars in each, well, you know, two two uh, prison transports per uh, experience. Uh, so for those of you that have like a claustrophobia issue, only only know that there's you're going to be in a small room with like 16 people. Uh, and then you get into the Willy Wonka room. The my favorite room is this Willy Wonka room that you just like you walk in and it looks like the room from Willy Wonka, where the door is at the end and it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. And that's their uh, I guess their prisoner interrogation room. Yep. And who's uh, gonna be doing the interrogation? Well, you look up and uh, on the on a balcony ahead of you, there's a stormtrooper. He calls in and uh, General Hux walks in. And then as General Hux is standing there, Kylo Ren walks in. And he uh, he does like his little temper tantrum force thing on you. And the whole room kind of, sh- I don't know if you felt it, but it mm-hmm. was kind of shaking. And the lights start going crazy. And there's like this sharp noise. I'm, I, my wife didn't hear it, but I heard it. There was like a sharp noise. And I was like, my ears are ringing. Like, did someone actually use the force on me? And then, um, they get called to the bridge and they're like, oh, we got to go to the bridge. Let's, uh, the prisoners can stay here for now. Huge mistake from the first order. Huge mistake. Cause, uh, the same thing with, uh, with the transport, you're, 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 every time you enter a room, you're looking for a way out. And this room has no windows and no doors. So we, our goal is to find a way out. Yes. But somebody makes a way out for yes, us. Yes, yes, they do. Because <coughs> all of a sudden you look to, well, I guess it must depend on where you are in the attraction. For me, I had to look for my right and all of a sudden, it looks like uh, somebody is uh, using um, some type of welding equipment to break the door open. Yeah, and then the they slide the door out of place. Uh, some of the cast members on my end looked like they were trying to use the force to move the the thing, but I, I doubt that would be the case. Uh, but the door moves out of the way and it make, takes you into the prisoner transport room. Which the the resistance has uh, occupied two R five droids to take you on your mission. And those and those resistance members are also double as the ride members, and they get you into your transports. And as they were leaving, uh, my friend asked, "Hey, wait, what about you guys?" And they're like, "We're sending you down. Someone, uh, another another transport's coming for us right after. May the force be with you." Yeah, nice. Yeah. So they they thought of every like little instance, and then uh, so my my ride kind of got like maybe like a a minute delay. So the cast members were communicating with each other like, oh man, I really hope we can get them out of here. Like the, like they were adding to the story, which was really cool. It's like I really hope we can get them out of them. Is it clear on your side? It's clear on my side. And then and then that's when Finn kind of runs you through what exactly is your plan per se. How to get out of there. And now we're actually on the ride. So yeah. this is a trackless vehicle system. Uh, it has been done in... Uh, Disney has done it for the Ratatouille ride in Disneyland Paris, but it was uh, hasn't been uh, used in Walt Disney World yet until this attraction. 
Uh, SeaWorld did kind of do an, a uh, wire, not wireless, a trackless uh, yeah. attraction with Emperor of the Pe- Penguin. Emperor of the Penguins, yeah, correct. But uh, this takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, it does. Uh, you're, the, the movements that it makes, it's so unpredictable. Because like, the first thing you do when you get on a new attraction is you kind of look down at the floor to see, like, oh, which way is my track going? Here, you don't have that opportunity. You don't know where you're going. And um, so when you get out of that first room and, and you start moving, uh, you're kind of just like, wow, this is crazy. Like, it's moving so fluidly and it's it, it's going through this room. And then another two transports come in. Uh, and obviously, we know that's to reload more guests, but they add it to the story. It's all added to the story as that those transports are asking us, hey, where are you taking these guys? And the, the R5 droids have to communicate and tell them, hey, look, you know, we're, we're just taking them for interrogation. Like, it's no big deal. And they let us move along. And I, I, was, that was, such I a was completely cool, shocked detail. by that. That was that was just a, a top notch storytelling. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. I forgot one thing about the the the, the pre-show room with Kylo Ren and, and Hux. Uh, if you're watching the, them talk, look at the ceiling. Uh, the Imagineers were smart enough, and well, they are smart people. They were ingenious enough to actually project their shadows on the ceilings. I didn't even so, notice that. That's really impressive. Like watch watch a ride through of it, and you can see them as they move in. You see the shadows on the ceiling, and they're like, um, "That's impressive." Um, but back to the actual ride, like I completely forgot about it. But I thought that was one of the coolest details, other than the two droids interacting with each other and adding to the story, which was amazing. Yeah, and uh, then you uh, run into a probe droid. And actually, where you sit and which car you sit in actually affects your story. Really? Um, yeah, because, well, one, there's maybe like one or two scenes that you're going to see a little differently. And there's a couple scenes you see from different angles, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you're in the front car, uh, you don't go, the probe droid that's going to come down, you're not up close to it. But if you're in the back car, you get really, really close to it. And then that's what you being in another car affects the next show scene, which is probably the show scene everybody wanted to know about. And that's the AT-AT room. And <clears throat> you could see back in the day when they brought these in that there was like satellite images of them on yeah, property and everything. Hiked. And the rumor was that they were going to be inside a building and they had to build a building around them. So you yep. see these ATATs, the two of them, and it's like years of knowing that this is all coming, and then they're right there, and it's just like, it's almost like seeing a celebrity. Yeah, it's like full. It's nothing like if you're like, oh, but there's an ATAT outside of Star Tours. Nope, not like this. This is full size, and they move. Uh, well, the the head moves at least, uh, and. It's just such a cool, like that little scene is so amazing. And all of a sudden, like even before this, stormtroopers are shooting at you. And you see in the walls, like the, 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 where the scorch marks 
and the holes that they left in the wall from their their blaster fire because obviously stormtroopers and and they can't hit our shots that could hit us so you could see where these holes were left off and like where they were shooting you see the laser beams going over your head and then uh depending on your ride vehicle you get a different angle of each at uh well at 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 whatever you want to call it uh you get a different angle of it so i got uh the side angle and i know some people they got a front angle i got a front angle okay so um if you want to talk about the front angle the front angles i think it's probably way cooler than the side angle at that point honestly I was just so just mesmerized and everything that it's like, it's all kind of hazy to me. Yeah. Uh, so you go up an elevator and meanwhile, while you're going up the end, there's a, a thin animatronic that I didn't even notice until I was going up and I'm like, is that thin? Uh, and then they, they start shooting at you with the ATAT. I know on the front side, the guns of the ATAT actually go down and start shooting at you. And on the side, they, they bring out a turret out of the side and start shooting at you. So now, and then eventually you're going to meet up in a, in, a, in a room on separate sides where you're going to see General Hux and uh, Kylo Ren standing on the bridge of the Star Destroyer, which I thought was such a cool moment. Because you see that in the movies every single time. You're like, oh, I want to be in that bridge. <clears throat> and you're just below them and you can see them talking with the giant windows. What a great use of projectors and screens because it complemented the attraction. Like, Very you see much the, so. You see the gaping space and, and then all of a sudden like the uh, the resistance comes in on, on light speed and they start attacking. So now that you have a dogfight going on outside, there's things going on outside, you're trying to escape inside. And then meanwhile, uh, now Kylo Ren's going to chase you down. So now you're freaking out for your life. So, I mean, that's where you get out of that room and that's when you see uh, a mirror effect of Kylo Ren coming at you with a lightsaber. Well, you did. And I thought... Oh, yes. Yes. So, yeah. I was thinking like the... Th- I-, I was thinking the... Uh... Elevator? Yeah. Well, yeah, before... But that's later on after that. That's right after... That's right after this. Okay. Uh, so... So, yeah, go ahead. You oh. can talk about the, the elevator. Well, before that, so Kylo Ren comes after you, and you kind of just slide into this room, and all of a sudden, the doors close behind you, and you think you're safe, but then all of a sudden, you look up on the ceiling, and what starts to happen? Oh, man, the lightsaber goes through the ceiling. Yes. It's all over the promo videos, and you're like, oh, when the promo videos came out, you're like, they can't do that. That's not going to happen. Or it's not going to look good. And it looked, I thought it looked great. It, it, I, it I, absolutely looked amazing. Because it's like you see that it's one of those moments in the movies that you see like them cutting through steel and stuff. And you're like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I wonder how that looks from the other side. And then you see it from the other side. Uh, And then you kind of have to get out of there in a hurry. I just like how the lightsaber just appears. Yeah, it just. By the time you you look up, most people don't know what to look up for. And then once they realize it, it's like, whoa. And you just see the actual cut coming through. Uh, And the glow. and It's just so so clean, too. Such a great moment. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I believe this is when you come out and you see those giant cannons. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And the cannons are going back and forth. And it feels like you're you're doing a timing game to try to get through them. And 
And then that's when you can see outside really well and you can see the dogfight going on. And that's when the project that, that I think that was the moment that I thought the projectors were perfect. Like I was yeah. just like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. And then like the cannons are going off and you're sliding in and out and you're trying to get away. Uh, and I believe the next room is uh, the the animatronic. Yes. Uh, it's Kylo Ren animatronic. I, I, in my opinion, uh, some of the animatronics on this ride weren't up to like the greatest part. I mean, but they didn't uh, really need not, to be. They're not shamans. They're not. They're not Avatar shamans. But but they don't need to be because that you pass them so quickly that it does. You don't need yeah, to really. Totally agree. You know the Avatar shaman. You know the boat is unloading. You know you get it. Kind of slowly goes by. This is a very fast-paced attraction. You're trying to escape. You there's no yeah. there's no time to dilly dally. Yeah, no, no. It's it. Um. This is. I, I want to say the the Kylo Ren ones are are not. What is it? A. I forgot the model number, but it's the one under. Like the like I think it's under the witch. Okay. Uh. Un, so. Uh, the movements are still great. I mean, I'm not going to complain. When he, he grabs you with his force and he starts moving you around. And uh, that's a really cool effect, I thought. And then you're you're saved by complete, like, accident. Because somebody crashes into the, the hall. And it kind of blows them away and the ceiling falls on them. And that's, I think, one of the, the climax of your attraction is well there i think they're all climax of the attraction there's no real the elevator though what the the elevator is where he sticks the the lightsaber did you have a drop yeah no no that's after that's the escape pod okay so you go right after he catches you in the force you go into your escape pods and uh you're staring out the window of your escape pod and you see the other escape pod start to drop and then they let go of your escape pod. <clears throat> and uh, it's a mild drop. You know, it's not nothing crazy. Uh, probably like maybe not even a second of a drop, mm. but it feels if you can feel the thrill level. Yep. And then you, t- you take off into your little uh, you're in a escape pod and you're heading back down to Batu. Now, what really surprised me. So are we are we closing out the ride now? Yeah, we're closing out the ride. This is one of the few rides that I've ever seen that you load on the inside and unload in the outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, backside, right? I, I believe this is like the backside of Bat 2. Yep. Uh, so you uh, you unload in like a, one of those abandoned... I want to say it's an abandoned Star Destroyer as well. Like you can see like the engine's... That, that that guy's welding apart to try to get parts for and then you 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 slide in and that's where you unload and you see uh, oh there's another animatronic in another escape pod so you get to see what the escape pod looks like from the outside uh and then you see another animatronic greeting you like hey you did a good job guys you escaped you know and and the scenes change from night to day so like if you get a scene oh really that i wasn't aware of so if in the rooms where you're on Batu, uh, if it's nighttime outside, it will be nighttime in Batu. Okay. And if it's daytime, it will be daytime. Okay. 
So in the escape pod, it changes. Um, so I thought that was a really cool feature. I, I only got to experience the daytime, only ridden it once. Uh, and then you unload, and then the, that's where your your mouth is still like on the floor. Yep, because you're walking out now, like, oh my god, that was the best. That was the best day of my life. Yeah, this was like Star Wars to a level that was like perfect. Like this was everything you wanted it to be. Like I, I had this moment when when I wrote Smuggler's Run that I was like, wow, this is great. It's the Millennium Falcon. But then you really look at Smuggler's Run and you're like, if they took away the Millennium Falcon, what is it? Yeah. Like what is its attraction? Uh, it's it's pretty much just Star Tours, um, with buttons, and. I still love Smuggler's Run, but you take away, you can change. You can change easily, change like Poe to Luke and I mean Ray to Luke, uh, Poe to to Han Solo and uh, uh, Finn to uh, Leia, and all of a sudden you have the original trilogy, and you change Kylo Ren to to Darth Vader. You, if if all else said and done, it could all be changed, and it's it, it's still Star Wars. Yep. It's it's such a plug and play ride that I mean obviously they'll never do it but it's it's Star Wars. It feels Star Wars and it it's the most like I told everybody what when I got off this ride I was like okay, Batu and Black Spire Outpost feels complete. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely now a top pull because it just wasn't standing alone with the Smuggler's Run. Of course. And I was having like conversations with people. I was like, well, you know, I love Star Wars. I really do. And and, and everybody knows how much I love Star Wars. Uh, but I, at one point I was like, oh, no, but I like Pandora better, like as a land. It's more complete. But now with this attraction, yeah. I can't I can't even make the argument. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It's because now it feels like Star Wars before. I was like, wow, this is a really good themed land. Yeah. Now you're in a whole nother world. Now, and, and on top of that, like I said, we said earlier, if they start integrating like Batu into Mandalorian or into the Obi-Wan show that they're going to do, now you're really, you're really doing synergy and all of a sudden the story is complete. Yep. I mean, they mentioned it in Solo, but Solo was not that great of a movie, but that's, that's to each their own. It, it wasn't, but it's. I I just watched it. I just watched it yesterday because I'm trying to like w- watch all of the. I went to catch up. Yeah, I went one. I went episode one, and I'm gonna go all the way to episode nine. Start with four, five, and six. I'm yeah, like, you I, know, I, I actually just I want to get the whole story. So, I finished um, Revenge of the Sith, and then after that, I'm like, okay, I'll do I'll do a solo. And today I've been uh, on and off watching uh, Rogue One. Before I go, okay, to, go, yeah, Rogue One's next yeah, for me. Before I go to a New Hope. Yeah, and, and that that blend is so yeah. good. Oh, it's so. Perfect. Is it a good movie? Is solo a good movie? No, I wouldn't say that, but it fits into the story, and I enjoyed it just for that too, just to kind of just see where. Yeah, there's are going. little things. Yeah, there's little things that I I enjoy about that movie, like Han meeting Chewie. Yeah, I think is a great moment. Han winning the the Falcon. Yeah, from Lando, and then uh the mall scene at the end, which I don't think is ever going to be paid off. I don't think we're, I think that's going to be a cliffhanger forever. 
No, actually, so are, are you talking about when the girl leaves? I forgot her name. Yeah, and you see Darth Maul on the. That is on the screen. Well, that was that's actually covered in one of their cartoons. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, I'm saying cinema wise, I don't think they're ever gonna touch that again. No. Uh, I don't think they're gonna touch solo, like not solo, but like like standalone Star Wars movies. I think they're all gonna go to Disney Plus as a series. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, I walked off this ride until today. I'm still trying to find more, and I want more. Uh, I'm going again in January, and I'm already debating what time I need to wake up so I can get onto this attraction, and. I don't think, like, I loved Flight of Passage. When I got off of Flight of Passage, I was like, wow, I felt like I flew. Uh, I don't think I've had this reaction to an attraction that I just want more of it. Like, I, I just want to experience it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I love Mansion. I love Pirates. I, I love Tower of Terror. But it's this, this is the one attraction that I like. And I go often. And I'm like, I need to do it as soon as possible because it was just that great. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. I'm, I'm glad I canceled Sanaa for it. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, rage the bet that I probably won't get on again until probably February, and I'm fine with that. I yeah, kind of. Yeah. I've made my peace with it. I just needed to get on really before. Before a lot of people down here, like mm-hmm. my friends and family, got on, uh, because I don't think I would have been able to live like with spoilers <laughs> for this ride. Exactly. Uh, Same with uh, me. I want I wanted to just know everything about it, and I was avoiding all the spoilers. So I'm like, I need to ride this ASAP. Yeah, it's been a long time where I haven't done something opening weekend or within the first couple weeks, uh, except for Toy Story Land was the only exception because that wasn't really like something that like the tracks outside, I see everything going on. Uh, but I wasn't going to let this be the only attraction that has opened that I don't ride within the first week. Mm-hmm. And now this just brings up the conversation of March 4th with Mickey's runaway railway. Where does this put like Disney Imagineering? Do, do we set them on a different standard or do we just say, okay, it's star Wars, you know, something totally different like what are we all expecting this from every attraction they built now cuz you make like, a good point my friend because we got we got Mickey's Runaway Railway opening March 4th then we have Ratatouille opening in the summer we already know what Ratatouille is we 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 know what that's going to do and then we got Tron we know what that's going to do um and then we have whatever Mary Poppins attraction they do and the guardians ride, those five rides are going to be put on, on a different pedestal now. Yeah. I mean, I think if they do Ratatouille, right. The, the average Disney guest is going to be in awe of that just like this. Uh, But if they do it like they did in Paris where the screens don't reach the ground, uh, it's going to take that immersion away. And Tron is Tron. Tron, we we know it's going to be an outdoor indoor roller coaster. So now that just leaves Mickey's Runaway Railway and Guardians. 
And you know what? I, it's kind of an exciting time because I like a little bit of mystery. I like not knowing yet what we're going to get with that. So, and the thing is, is like, it doesn't have to be at this level. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be at this level, but it, you, you, show, you showed the world what you could do. And your last three, uh, besides uh, Toy Story Land, which that's a totally different beast. That's a different land for a different demographic. Uh, besides Toy Story Land, your your last three each ticket attractions really were hits. You had Flight of Passage, Smuggler's Runs an e-ticket attraction. It, 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 is. it is that, and that park needed that. And this, they're all fantastic attractions. So. Uh, I mean, Slinky Dog is fun. It really is fun. And Alien Swirling Saucers is fun as well. But did, where where does the line start and where does it end? You know, there's a lot to be looking forward to. And I have a feeling the next episode of Imagineering, they're going to talk a lot about uh, Rise of the Resistance. And Shanghai. A lot about those two. I so, am looking forward to that. I mean, that's where we stand there, and that's my questions that I have for the audience. Where, uh, what, what do you see? Do you hold them to a different standard after writing this attraction? Because I kind of do. And you could tweet us your answer to that. At, yes. Well, before we go to that, why don't we wrap up and let's tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. Oh, of course. All right. So I could so be you, found yeah. at... Figments Reality on uh, Twitter and on um, Instagram. Uh, Michael, where are you? Uh, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Ears of Happiness. Uh, and also you can find us on Instagram at The Mickey Dudes Podcast. Yes, this is correct. Uh, I, I'm trying not to post any pictures yet. I'm, uh, I'm trying to wait for at least a month out and let a lot of the masses decide whether or not they want it spoiled or not. That big of you. Yeah, because I I, I had another uh, podcast approach me to cover it for them, and I did it. And uh, I don't want to do – I don't want to just keep posting it and keep it out in the world. I want people to experience this for themselves. And I didn't even put ride, like ride footage. I, I didn't even film right footage. I, I couldn't. I, I had to be witness it with my own eyes. Well, that's and vi- what happened today. We were having this discussion because our very own Tim Sweska happens to be in the world at the moment, and he's going to be riding tomorrow. And he was going to say he was planning to go live on the Mickey Dudes uh, Facebook feed uh, mm-hmm. to ride it. And we both told him, "No, don't do, don't no. do that. Don't even think about it. Watch this." experience this with your own eyes rather than through a viewfinder ride this one just for you if you're one of those that listen through to this podcast because you you're not going to be there for a really long time i'm telling you right now ride throughs of this video do not of this ride do not do it justice at all and i've seen like three or four even if it's in 4k it does not do it justice because you have this 360 immersion and it's not like your regular Omnimover ride where they're focusing you to focus on one thing. There's so much things going on around you. 
So that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm trying to keep people spoil free as, as much as possible. But if you do want spoils, you know, send send us a tweet and, and I, I will personally send you the videos. Well, you heard it here. All right, Michael, this was a most enjoyable conversation to both you and our um, listeners. May the force be with you. To the spires. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.